0: here tonight. At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee.
1: welcome to Anything Goes with Darren Frost. We are coming to you as we do every single week here from the XM Studios in Toronto. This is a no-holds-barred talk show talking about uh, events of the news, pop culture, and the state of Canadian stand-up comedy. And what is going on in the heads of the co-host Dave Martin, myself, and Kathleen McGee. Now, whether he is thinking it up on stage or uh, thinking up a sex act with his wife, you know what the fuck, I, where we're going with this? It is here, Darren Frost. Darren Frost, everybody. Yeah. Oh, Darren Frost. Oh, the All
2: little right. lesbian. Yeah, the little lesbian, thank little you. Little Thank you. Right <laughs> off the top. We're getting right into it.
3: Darren's a gash licker. I am.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, I don't, I don't judge. I don't judge. I don't know why you're going at me right away. I'll just shut the fuck up. Anyway, because we
3: spent how long with you in a car? That's okay. What? Let's
2: let everyone know we are in Ottawa this weekend, which is about two and a half hours outside of Montreal. I would like to thank, first of all, all the
1: fans of XM uh, radios, Anything Goes, for coming out and supporting our great Ottawa, shows that we had. Yes, in yes, in yes, Ottawa, yes, yes, thanks this to week. them. It was great to meet the fans. We uh, we signed autographs and uh, yep. we had our pictures taken with people. It was a great and league, that one week, that one
2: kind of super fan who brought the big poster of just Dave Martin. Yeah. with little pictures of me and Kathleen, but the big giant Dave Martin one in the middle. <laughs> that was pretty fucking. Uh, I love psychos. Yeah, that's good. Um, So we were in Ottawa. We were going to Just for Last as well, and we're driving back and forth. So, me, Dave, and Kathleen spent way too much fucking time in a car. Way
3: too much time. I think we,
2: uh, what, about 20 hours in total over three days? At least, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, yelled a lot at each other. Well, Dave yelled a lot, but that's what he likes to do. No,
1: you two yelled at me.
2: Okay. And I sat there
1: trying to concentrate on the road. We
3: sat in disgust with you when you were like, guys, guys!
2: Shut the fuck up, uh, man. Uh, you just sit, sit in the back and do what you do best. Nothing. Anyways, uh, so we had a good weekend. It was fun. We did shows. Uh, Dave was only awkward two out of three shows. Good for Dave. Those oh, are good numbers. Oh, that's a good record. That's good a new record for Dave, for Dave Martin. Ooh, that's 666. And, uh, yeah, and other than that, that was about it. That was the whole weekend. Um, this weekend, uh... Well, we were
1: driving to Montreal because it was the Just for last Festival was yes, going on. Yes, And there's not that much to do in Ottawa during the day, so why right. not spend some time in a car with uh, people that you can barely tolerate? Right. Um, but, uh, we get the... The shows, in, I thought the shows in Ottawa were good. Uh, they yeah. could have been better attended, but we had a lot of competition that weekend. There was right. the other club uh, in Ottawa There was the Absolute. Right. Uh, there was also the uh, Blues Festival that had a comedy tent that's going on this Which year. Which is now,
2: did you know it's the second largest... Music festival in North America. I wanted to go. There were some awesome acts next yeah. to Coachella. I think yeah. I think Coachella is number one now, Right. and Blues Fest is number two.
1: And, and Blues Fest and in, in Ottawa. Which yeah. You don't really, you, Blues Fest in Ottawa doesn't really aren't two things that really you can imagine going together. go together. Yeah. It's
2: kind of like peanut butter and chocolate. I think.
1: Those go great together. I know,
2: but not there? before, until someone actually made them. So now, Ottawa and Blues kind of go together. Weezer were there. Yeah. Arcade Fire were there.
1: Like, I think Santana were there, too. Yes, yeah,
2: Santana with... was there, yeah. <laughs> and um, Kevin Costner and his band, I think, was there.
1: Oh, okay. And he's not busy trying to suck all the oil out of Yeah, the, you know,
2: Reenacting Waterworld on stage.
1: Yeah. To recap the oil spill. Kind
2: of <laughs> a very Spinal Tap moment, yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, and how was, and uh, our experiences of Just for Laughs were uh, a sort of a, uh, I don't want to say that they were wonderful, but uh, <laughs> yeah. if anything, it was a wake-up call because I hadn't been to JFL since I uh, performed there in like '99. Right, and it is a very—it's a different. I—it's not a different festival in the sense, but I think
2: it is. I, no, it is. It is a very different festival. I was there in '05 and '99, and it is much more of a different festival. Whereas in those years, for me, the main hub where the bar is were, we're normally packed. Whereas now, it just seems like everyone's kind of doing their own thing, and there's not that much kind of. Uh, you know, ca- cajoling around, or I don't know what the word is, but, you hanging know, out. All, hanging out in one place. Right. It's very kind of more fragmented.
1: Now, I don't know if that. I mean, yeah, the the bar at the uh, the Hyatt, and usually it was it was the usually the festival was fam- famous because when it was at the Delta, it was a much more compact environment, right? And yeah, and, and you couldn't help but mix with people. Um, but uh, yeah, this year it didn't the, a lot of the bells and whistles seemed to be gone, and the uh, the sh- the the hotel bar itself almost seemed like a hallway that people just sort of passed through, right. Rather than like, hey, I'm at my show's over, I'm going to spend the rest of the night. You know, uh, I just got a hotel room upstairs. I'm going to get I'm going to get loaded and then hang out with my comedy friends. There was a little bit of that, but not like, I mean, when you went out into the patio area at the hotel, there was just, there was no just for laps banners out or anything like that. It really felt like you were just almost at a a hotel more than just a hotel hosting a comedy event. It
3: was the same, like, uh, in 2007, I went with my friend Andrew Iwanek, who was in Homegrown that year, and I've never been in the festival, but I've gone as his friend, and then this year I went as media, and I want to know what it's like to be an actual to have the artist badge, because it is right. weird. But I found that in 2007, it was so much easier just to go up and talk to people. And yeah. just to, like, you'd be at the bar, and you would just strike up a conversation, and now you're talking to one of the producers of Happy Madison. It doesn't feel like you can just go up to anybody and just have a conversation Yeah, it was very anymore. guarded.
2: Yeah. I-, I also think that there, I think there'd probably... I don't want to say the one mistake they're doing is they're doing a lot of shows late now. Like, there was a lot of 11.30 and midnight shows. Yeah, midnight shows, yeah. So there was, like, so many choices. And I I think it's great that they're trying to give you more choice, but I don't know if maybe they're going too far with it, because there was, like, five shows at, like, 11.30 on Friday night, where normally there would have been all the galas are done, all the special shows are done, there would be one midnight show that everybody would go to, and you'd party there, and then you'd go back to the hotel, whereas there was... So many different things. I mean,
1: I'm 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 very much pro-choice, and I like to have a lot of things to choose from. But right. even if I was at that fest, even if I was just a comedy, you know, uh, well, fan, I, I like and, my and, comedy, and,
2: like my abortion, pro-choice. So yeah, <laughs> I, I already made that joke. Thank yeah. you, Darren. But
1: yeah. uh, but you like to explain things and flog jokes into the ground like a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but <laughs> he's a
2: flogger. Will this show go to episode twelve? Tune in. Go um, on. But but it's like I. I would never want to say
1: oh there's too much to choose from but there was there like cuz if I when I was looking in that and they all and they're almost doing a uh, like a, a second alternative festival right. at Zoom the main Fest festival or whatever. Yeah. Right, the Zoo Fest and and even like I like all sorts of different kinds of comedy but even if I had to choose because even in one night there was like a Jim Jeffries show yep. and then there was a Bill Burr show and they're on at the same time and then there was like a Bubbling with Laughter or there was a uh, a show at the Comedy Works. Or alternative all, show. Or alternative show. And all show. there was like one night where there were five things that were starting at the same time yep. and all five of those things I would like to see and, uh, and so it, it would be frustrating as just a comedy fan when there's yep. so much shit that you want to see out there. It
3: was an incredible lineup though. I was very impressed with like yeah, the normally, no, normally, is...
2: I, other years I've been kind of like, "Oh, that guy's a hack," or "That guy's garbage," or "That's terrible" or "Lame." But really, this year I didn't. There was no one really. It was where a I'm great like, lineup this year. Wow. Yeah, I
1: mean, there were there were, and and if the if there was a show that I. I'd, thought that I wouldn't want to see it was only because I didn't know who the people on the show were. Right. Not like oh man fuck I know that guy and he's a piece of shit why would anyone want to go and see him. Right. They're all like oh I know that guy I know that guy they're all good and I don't know these other people so I can't really comment on them. Right. But um, they're also saying too that this is the festival doesn't sign deals like they do anymore I mean there used to be people that would go to JFL and walk out with like development deals and then like deals for sitcoms and movies and things like that and maybe that's just a reflection of how the economy is. I think it's the economy too like I
3: don't they just don't do that kind of stuff. They anymore. aren't throwing no.
1: around, uh, yeah, development deals like they used to. So, and also you, the, like with both the development deals and. But I also think a lot of American agents just love coming up to Montreal because it's almost this unique sort of like you know you're you're still in North America, but also there's a big European flair to being in Montreal oh, it's, as it's well. A,
2: it's the adult Disneyland. Yeah, that's why they come up. They love they love the, the fucking strip clubs. They love the coke and they love the party and that's. Look, that's that's why they like to come into Montreal. Because right, it's very accessible. All those things you want to do. It's like you say in your act. It's our excuse city. It's, the it's excuse our party them, yeah. city. So that's why they want to come. And it's surprising <coughs> that less and less industry comes over the last ten years when it's like this is your excuse to go and party.
1: I mean, they, they, I mean, they're still coming to JFL, but I think they're coming more for just the sometimes the party and to look right. after their own clients, not necessarily to find new for prospects. For sure yeah. not to find new prospects, no. not to find that like diamond in the rough that no one's ever found yet.
2: Only because it's like because of the internet and other yeah. reasons. They don't have to leave their home yeah. anymore to see, oh, uh, who's this Bill Burr guy, you know? Right. And, you and if, just... really, if you're in from NBC, you don't know Bill Burr. He shouldn't be at NBC. But you know what I mean. <laughs> like there's so much out there now. They don't have to leave. They don't have to go to Montreal to find this young, cool, new face. They can just go on the internet. And I don't think that's probably helping either.
1: No, I, I think it's, uh, you know, like I think we've said in the bef- in the past before when it comes to comedy, that we're almost getting in. We're almost... Uh, almost expected to take too much in because there is like that you worry about that sort of like tsunami of comedy like there yep. wasn't in the late 80s and early yep. 90s on television the internet's almost turned turning i now, I, so. I personally think
2: the it, next it, next bust is coming i really do in terms of stand-up because it's it's really on a wave now where things are pretty cool with the last comic standing getting some tv exposure and the internet i think the, a big bust is going to come the thing
3: that's crazy about the internet is that that people will put their first set on the internet. Oh, well, yeah, we've, yeah,
1: well, yeah, it's it's always ridiculous. And, it's just you, you got to give yourself some time to develop. Too. And then
3: call themselves a comedian. Right. <laughs> That's like the yeah. You come and do one amateur night, and then you you throw it up, and then you change your your Facebook name to Joe
2: Blow comedian.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like if you learn three chords of guitar, you're not a rock star.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it, it uh, comedy always parallels music. And music now, there's no time for you to f- to fail for a couple albums and then have a great album. Everyone's expecting a great album now. That's all I'm going to do. Same thing with comedy. It's like, I don't want to wait. I want to have a, a clip on now and have a fan club and a MySpace account and fucking shove it down everyone's throat. Come see me now. Come see me now. Like this week, they taped the Comedy Now specials. One comic in particular, I got five messages in a week. Come and see my comedy now. Come and see my comedy yeah. now. Just fuck off.
3: That's over, like, there's a lot, like, I have I try really hard not to overkill. I, I would never say, come and see me at the Eden House tonight in a, an event. Oh, Put do. it maybe in your stat. I know, but, like, people make events for everything, and it's, I have, like, 50 events <laughs> waiting on, and I just don't even check events anymore. No. I mean, uh, and it's, it's wrecked that whole, like, it doesn't work anymore. Hey, the if, event thing doesn't work anymore.
1: Well, if you use the analogy of, like, being a boxer, it's sort of like, well, hey, come out, watch me, like, at a, at a title fight versus hey come and watch me train at the gym i yeah. mean i think like open mics and like places like spirits and even like a new material night or even just a regular night at a uh, at the alternative venue like the riv or even just someone coming to watch you do 7 minutes at the club like those those to me is like going to the gym that's like training and if you have a bigger show on a friday night where you really want people to come out or if you ha- are... Or if you have a show booked at, a, at a, uh, a club where, you know, the amount of people is going to reflect how much money you take home at the end of the night, if you have a door deal or something like that, or uh, if you're taking the door, if depending. Yeah, like how many people. So it's just like, like why do you want to watch me come out and train or practice? Right. come like, Save your friends to come out to shit but, that's important.
2: But even like if I'm doing a weekend in Hamilton, which is an hour outside of Toronto, I'm not going to make an event for that. I'm not going to make an event for an average show because we live in a world <laughs> where there's 10,000 average shows. Right, And it it should only be a very special thing, so then people don't delete you. Like, I've been lucky so far, not a lot of people have left my group on Facebook, but I know a lot of people that they have Facebook groups that have a lot of people just getting out of it because you're getting 10 messages in one week from them. And
3: that's the worst when you you don't want to join a Facebook group, so you don't join. And then they keep inviting you, and it's kind of like, no, I'm not joining because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get a million things saying, oh, I'm, I'm on TV for two seconds, watch me for two seconds. And I'll just put it in a status update. If somebody sees it, they see it, but... I don't know.
1: It's,
3: well, it's
1: I, really. I always have issues when when the comic will uh, will will want you to join their fan club. And I'm am you know what I can be friends with a lot of comics, but I might not be your fan. Maybe yeah. I'm just maybe right. maybe I'm just. But I don't think we put enough emphasis on the value of words anymore. Anyways, right. At both the word friend and fan. I mean, if I'm a fan of like I'm a fan of Kathleen and I'm a fan of Darren and I've joined their fa- fan pages. Why
3: didn't he say your name like Darren? Well, Darren,
1: yeah. but it ain't uh, gonna last long. That's why
3: yeah.
2: Darren. <laughs>
1: The uh, but I mean like I'm a, I'm am a friend and fan of your guy uh, of of what you guys do but it, it's like there's a lot of comics where like listen let's just be friends I'm not going to be your fan right
2: right also because think...
1: also because I'm not going to go out and support most comics that I know not because I I don't want them to be successful because I'm not going to show up to your fucking show and, right. and 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 pay the cover and all that fucking yeah crap. And most
3: comics shouldn't be offended if other comics don't join their fan page they should oh. just be like well the fan page is really for fans for people who who like you and that's the place where you can go and say. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and go ahead and do it as much as you want, because the people that have joined it want to know, but when you're just inviting every single friend just because they're friends with you, constantly berate, and and I'll get like three emails and sorry I'm sending so many messages
2: today, well then stop fucking sending messages. Well, who wants to have a show with just comics there? That's yeah. uh, that's the other thing. Well, that's
1: too. It's like I'm, not, I'm just going to stand in the back of the room and either either make sarcastic uh, comments to the other comics that are there and just like lean over and go, oh, really? That's their new bit? Okay. Right. Now, do, you, do you want that in the back of the room? You know, I'm going to just be taking up more space and having my arms folded and judging
2: you.
3: Some comics, uh, I, like I've had this discussion with somebody else uh, with another comic, and he said that he's like, I, I could never start my own fan page. I'm like, do you think it's a bad—I've had my own fan page. I started it.
1: But, but we brought that up to do before on, on the yeah. show, too. There's, there's almost—now there's almost people who are better at marketing themselves than they are funny, and people more concentrate more on the marketing than the actual funny. So, right. I mean, that's the thing. That's the awful state of the internet, too, is just like mm-hmm. you get these guys that are great at getting their clips out, but they are almost more concerned about getting their name out rather than getting their name out as a, as a, a good comic.
2: Right, but you can't blame marketing for that, per se, because there are guys – well, I I don't think you should – because there are guys like Stanhope and Dan and. Um, but
1: they are both, they but they've done the, putting their time at becoming great no, comics. No, right, right. And
2: they're using the marketing to get people out. Right. You can't blame the marketing if it also helps a young comic who's going to try to take advantage of it. I blame the young comic for doing too much too soon.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll blame them for that too.
2: You know, it's like, you know, you shouldn't have like, oh, I can do, like, how many times have we seen this? Some young comic tell me, I can do an hour. An hour? Yeah. You can fucking of what? pull off 50 Minutes in Vaughn last night. Yeah. Right. You know, like I had to do an hour because you bailed. Yeah, you can do an hour, but
3: it's not funny. (laughs) Right. Anyone
2: can talk for an hour.
3: Yeah.
1: We can. (laughs) Yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, what else, uh, other than the, uh, going to Montreal, uh, going to Ottawa, going back and forth to Montreal?
2: Yeah. And then you guys had to call me a lesbian, like we talked about off the top there. Okay, in,
3: in our defense, you were-
1: You love the Indigo Girls. You were talking about the, I indigo do like
2: the Indigo Girls
3: non-stop. And what's what's you wrong with the no, Indigo Girls? Something's wrong,
1: but just n- Listeners, you should have seen
3: Darren's face light up when he <laughs> yeah. started talking about the Indigo Girls. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable.
1: Singing yeah. along to what's going on. But
2: yeah, I think that- Come on. But Darren, I think that you are a lesbian- well, like I said to you before, before you called me a lesbian, there are some gay icons that I respect and I like and boy I follow their careers. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Boy George. I love well, Boy George. Yeah. Why can't an angry man love Boy George? So if you Does are, that make me a were, lesbian?
1: If you were handcuffed to a radiator in yes. Boy George's hotel room yes. and because you were caught <laughs> looking at shit on his computer like that dude, the male prostitute, yeah. you would be okay with that? I'd be you're okay with that. I'd be, You'd uh, be like, He's oh, a I'm, as
2: long as he sings me the songs and doesn't touch me, what do I and, care? And
1: he whips you with a belt or something that's like that? Fine, yeah. That's fine. That's fine.
2: I'm never gonna touch my penis again. Come on. He touched it for me. I know the crying game. He, he sang really song wanted. He
1: and, really wanted to hurt me. He really yeah. wanted to make me cry. There he goes. Aww.
2: Dave wanted to get that in there. He was trying to. I saw it. Like I saw it coming. Boy, he was gonna look, do something. Boy George and Johnny Rotten to me are the same thing.
1: Well, okay.
2: They're the same thing. They're both button button uh, pushers. Button pushers. <laughs> <Puttin'> pushers. <laughs> pushers. They're both button pushers in my 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 mind. They just did it differently. Johnny Rotten gave the finger and Boy George pranced around America in the 80s like a chick and fucking dudes hated it. It was the hair metal era. They fucking hated that shit. It was like rubbing their face in it. And I loved every minute of it. And I liked the Indigo Girls, so what? And I liked Cher and I liked Cindy Lauper. But no one has
1: an issue. We're all we're all willing to let you like whatever right. you want to like. That doesn't make but me just a lesbian. Trust me, it, it makes you a, a lesbo fairy. So <laughs>
3: lesbo fairy. What cause... is it? Because because okay, a woman is called a fag hag, right? right? What if what's a guy that hangs out with a yeah. bunch of? Is it? Is he like? Is he like a dyke trike or <laughs> a
2: dyke <laughs> Dike trike? What the fuck know. does that mean? I
3: don't know. I was just trying to rhyme with dyke, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't think of anything else. Fast is he a dyke enough. pike? Is he? Oh, a...
1: you could say a dyke dude.
2: No. It Dude, maybe. I like lesbian folk rock music. I know you do. Why I'm, are you And that's, so why so that's, that's why I'm fine. so angry. That's why I'm so angry in my allowed, world. You're allowed to be that. Well, I'm angry in my world. And when I'm not in that angry world of comedy, I like to relax to some nice lesbian folk rock And your, car- your carpet-munching
1: wants- folk tones get you uh, <laughs> yeah. get you into a better place, right?
2: What Darren is
3: trying to say is he just wants a hug from Annie DeFranco. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I like
2: Annie DeFranco. Not as much as the Indigo Girls. They're my favorite lesbian rock singers. Which I think is disservice. I shouldn't even call them lesbians. They are folk rock singers. They are folk rock singers. You forced me to use that term.
3: I haven't forced anything upon yeah, you. You put
2: mm-hmm. a gun in my mouth. <laughs> you said if you, if you don't listen to this hard rock music, doesn't lesbian music, you're gonna die. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Between Darren requesting his uh lesbo songs, uh, I played on the one, ride and, back.
2: and Kathleen liked it. Kathleen's it. like, wow, this is this is Indigo it's Girls good. and Pink. This is and a then, good song.
1: And then you fell asleep in the back of the car, and I had to. put <laughs> I, I, I my po- favorite
2: part of that was when when was
3: when Darren was sleeping, and then all of a sudden he goes. I gotta
2: say. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He, he turned around and he's no, no, like no. I'm, okay.
2: I'm okay no my favorite part is when you guys thought I was asleep and then you started talking and Dave's like you should see Darren sleep he sleeps like this he's got his hand over his face it was adorable and he's gotta wear a mask yeah. and he's gotta do this he's like, seems like is this I, the end of the world because I
1: had to sleep through six days of that shit in, in, in Los Angeles and I was Darren sleeps like uh, a little like, baby yeah well no but he covers up his face like he's like yeah. a, he has a long history of people waking him up with a belt <laughs> or something like that or people throwing like hot water in his face I was like, who, yeah, who gets, right. who gets, who has to sleep, who is beaten up in their sleep so often that they that they sleep in a defensive well, position? Well,
2: I do, I do. All right, okay. I do. You have kids that
1: probably like try yeah, to. They the-
2: they now sleep like me. Okay, I'm passing it on. <laughs> <laughs> and da- and then- the long
1: legacy of sleeping afraid <laughs> with one eye open. And then who sleep did- in fear. And
3: then who did Dave say that? Oh yeah, Dave called your your little baby. Uh- Robin Williams
1: like oh yeah he, had, he made it's a Robin, my kid Williams like, face. Robin Williams like Robin Williams well he's not he's called hairy. my kid a
2: fucking hack <laughs> well
1: I haven't heard his bits yet but he had a Robin Williams <laughs> sort of face for a second
2: for a second, do oh, the Robin impression. Oh God, he looked like Robin Williams for a second. <laughs> oh, look at that little baby's face. That fucking sounds like Robin Williams and Elvis. Yeah, oh, it does. I've left the building. It
3: sounds like if Robin Williams and Elvis had, had a, a baby. baby. Yeah,
0: Darren
1: loves to get two dudes to have a baby. And yeah, like, no, no, hey, no. this is like if a dude and another dude have a baby, yeah, which that, is impossible. That, looks like, that okay.
3: comic looks like if so and so and so and so had a baby. Yeah,
2: so
1: that <laughs> happened. It's out there. I check out my new HBO special, man. I'm Come Robin on, Williams, man.
2: man I'm Robin Williams. Wow, I got some bits. All right. Well, we got to take a break. When we come back from the break, we didn't need to intro our guest this week. Uh, we have glare, glare. <laughs>
1: glare, glare, glare. She's, she's glaring
2: up, at man. you, drunk drunk she's now, glaring at the you right now. Claire Brousseau is in the studio with us. talking about the Claire very, very Brousseau.
1: beautiful and funny Claire Brousseau with her talk about her manbatical.
2: Right. So we will be back with glare.
0: And you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. For the same reason you slow down at bloody car accidents, you'll keep listening. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee.
2: All right, we're back, and we're here in the studio with Ari Shafir, who was uh, here last week at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, did appearances at the Nasty Show, and uh, this weekend he'll be in Ottawa, uh, part of Blues Fest, doing a Nasty Show there in a tent somewhere. We'll find out for the end of the show and push the location. Uh, Ari, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Um, one of the things I wanted to just uh, reason bring you in is um, myself, uh, I'm obviously a dirtier comic, an edgier comic, and so is Dave, and so is Kathleen, and we always like a perspective um, on that kind of comedy. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is how the shows go at the Nasty Show at Toronto this year?
4: They were good. They were really fun, but um, it wasn't it wasn't as packed as in, in Montreal. Right. But it was uh, it was still pretty full, and it got fuller as the week went. Right. Um, but the crowds were fun. Yeah, I was yeah. Super into it.
2: Did you feel... Because you did the Just for last last year or the year before Montreal? Last year. Was last Montreal, year? Yeah. Okay, so kind of back-to-back years of the Nasty yeah. show. And did you feel a difference between the two crowds?
4: Yeah, they're a little crazier in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this place has a lot more, like, professional people, right? Right. Well, Toronto, I, I
1: think there are more comics, yeah. In in Toronto, there's definitely more comics, but I mean I've, I've, it all has a lot to do with this I think there's just more there's more sketch going on, there's more improv going on. Dave, yeah, well, I think you talking about
3: professional human beings, not comics. Uh, no, no, yeah, I'm okay. Are citizens. you with us? Are yeah. you are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> join in on the conversation at some I'm point? trying to. I know I my two but just, okay. Sorry, I have okay. to sorry yeah. I had to
2: There's more know. professionals here,
4: yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot more ties here. <laughs> oh, okay. That's
2: oh, oh I, in that sense. There you yeah. go,
4: Dave. There you go. Yeah,
2: Dave lives in a comedy bubble and everything about comedy and there's a lot of professional
4: comics. <laughs> not I just didn't know that term of, of professionals. Just yeah. suits and ties. Okay.
2: Now, Have you been to Toronto before?
4: No, I never have. But you know what? Everywhere in Canada has really surprised me that the crowds are usually better than they they seem like they should be. They're they're like way more polite. Yeah. They don't scream out and yell for the most part. It happens.
2: Yeah, Especially in theaters and the yeah. venues you're playing. Yep. But for usually sure.
4: theaters, I, I I don't like. Can I curse? Yeah, I oh, say, say fucking whatever. Say, say whatever the fuck you want. So, uh, usually those plays I don't like cuz I just don't like them. I like clubs. I like right. way better cuz someone's always going to yell out and scream, just scream, just woo. And it gets weird. But here they're all pretty quiet. They wait for your next joke, laugh, and sit right. there. Yeah, generally
2: and if they even if they don't like a joke, their their first reaction isn't I don't like this guy, mm-hmm. hopefully I'll like the next joke. And maybe if you yeah. do like two or three in a row they don't like, they may yell at a comedy club, but there is definitely more of a chance, I think.
4: Yeah, it's all been really cool no matter what city. Winnipeg was crazy.
2: Oh you did when did you do Winnipeg?
4: Last month with Brogan. Oh Joe right, Rogan. okay, okay. They were like really rabid.
2: And was that a theater or a comedy yeah, club?
4: Yeah, little theater. Yeah. Like a thousand. Okay. What some little dig- terrible part of town? Oh yeah, 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 All the yeah, yeah. People are. It was gross. Oh, just downtown. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly where. It yeah, yeah I was like, Ugh. Oh yeah, but when it, Winnipeg waterfront. is a good town. Any
2: town killed. that's a, like a kind of a party rock and roll town, I'm sure that show would do. Edmonton. Have you done Edmonton with Joe then? Done Edmonton. Yeah, and yeah. that must have been a good show because that's some a... white trash,
4: crazy motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. Hey, 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 yo, yo, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, she's whoa, from whoa. there. She's an Edmonton girl. Listen, It's garbage blanc. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had this idea that Canada was just like one little region. And now I realize you guys are all as different. Like, BC is completely different than yeah, Toronto. Yeah, that's really oh, yeah. funny.
3: I have to say something because I saw you at the uh, Best of the Fest on Saturday at Absolute Comedy, and you did this joke about Edmonton being like a white trash city. And then you go, local reference. And I <laughs> was <Yeah>. like, <laughs> except for Edmonton is probably about a three day drive from here.
4: All <laughs> oh, <right>. A three day <laughs> drive on Manchester. Like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, I thought
3: that was
2: pretty good. I'm in Vegas, <laughs> Buffalo, local, local reference. reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: exactly. <laughs> local to this whole huge country that's yeah. just as wide as our country.
2: Have you been to Vancouver then? Uh huh. Yeah, that's a very good city as well. I think
4: that was the first city I did. Yeah, they're right. really cool. Now,
2: now, do, you,
1: do you find it like? I mean, I don't know how you feel about like being. Uh, do you do you consider yourself a nasty comic? Like, are those the shows that
4: you feel more comfortable on? No, I try not to. I try whenever somebody says, "Oh, you're a dirty comic," I'm like, oh, "No." I mean, I guess <laughs> it's it's just sort of like because I saw you at uh, Absolute
1: for one of the best of the Fest shows, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't like how much would you change. You're set from actually doing the nasty show at the Panasonic Theater where people know that they're going to go and see a nasty show as opposed right. yeah. to the best of the show. This fest is what I was show. telling
4: Darren on the way over here. It's just, I just, I just want to do my material. Right. Just whatever I do. I'm not yeah. trying to be nasty. Yeah. I, you know, I'll clean it up if I feel the crowd is a little, like, super old or something. I'm like, oh, I don't think you guys will like this joke. I'll do this joke instead. Right. right. If there's a lot of black people there, there's jokes I would, like, oh, I'll make sure <laughs> to do this. Or if there's a bunch of, like, sometimes I've seen that before with a bunch of guys with yarmulkes. Mm-hmm. Like religious orthodox right. jews i'm like okay i have some material that i don't really do that often but i'm gonna right. use it right now right so the same way it's like you know i'll censor myself a little bit but generally i just want to do whatever jokes i want to do right yeah. and the nasty show i'm like all right if you guys think those are good for it
0: but I'll i mean do like, those but did i'm you, not
4: trying to be dirty you didn't change your set at all from like one venue to the other i i did i did that stuff about the homeless people right i did that there which gets pretty gross to a lot of people but that's what i normally do and then i just did jokes that i Hadn't done at the theater where I'm like, oh, it's been five days, I want to do this joke, again. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it did, it did seem like because I watched that whole show and uh, it did seem like there was a bit of a, a shift from where when when you got on. Because I mean, you were probably, I mean, you were definitely the edgiest guy on that show, the
4: absolute show, yeah, the absolute yeah.
1: one. As much as I hate the word edgy as far mm-hmm. as describing comics, but it's like there was a definite shift in sort of like the uh, the, the the tone. I mean, and, and which and, one were you at the
4: first one or the second one?
1: The first one.
4: But nine, okay yeah, yeah. but that, you said that guy what's it, little
1: uh Mark Little yeah, yeah.
4: But he's like a really like alternative type guy
1: right yeah know?
4: Right. I think it's cool when crowds will laugh pretty much equally for really really alternative guys really, really mainstream or nasty people mm-hmm. and yeah it's I don't know and then Harlan does some sketch for 25 five yeah. minutes. Yeah, Harlan. Well, he, Harlan
1: did like a like a, like a fifteen minute set where he yeah. did an English accent, and I think there were people who had got on stage and they they some of them recognized Harlan, and then some people didn't. It was just some weird guys. Most guy. people
4: recognized him. He but, got a big applause when they actually saw his face. Right. He went up as a different name.
1: Yeah, and well, he, and he started doing this like really thick, like Michael Caine, shitty Michael Caine impression. <laughs> and, but and then and that's, then but he then he kept on going like that's what it's like here in America. Yeah. But then some people <laughs> in the crowd were like, you're in Canada, and it was like, okay, well you don't. Get it. Yeah. And then even Harlan I heard him say later that he could tell that the crowd there was sort starting to get pissed off that he wasn't dropping <laughs> his
4: accent. Right. You know? Every time he would like laugh to himself, like uh then you're like, Okay, he's done with this and he'd go like <laughs> And then fair. another time I, I you know, was here. So terrible.
1: What uh what other highlights did you have uh, as far as the uh or being in Toronto and the and the fest goes. Like when you go to a new city, do you yeah. make an effort to walk
4: around Yeah, I walked around, I saw that G twenty protest on uh oh, yeah. Yep. Friday. Yeah, I like to walk. Especially if it's nice summertime, mm-hmm. it's great, so I'll just put my headphones on and take off. I went down Queen Street, like right. you told me, like all yeah. the way down to where it's there's nothing.
1: And you went went past the uh the Queen Street Mental Health Center and Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. It's weird passing those people like oh because <laughs> they're off grounds. <laughs> in off
3: their... grounds, they yeah. just walk around
4: there. <laughs> just, yeah, like, yeah, they, they have a big
1: uh, walk-in, walk-out program. Are right? you seeing? Yeah, they, they, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I noticed both of your sets though, and I don't know if this is just that it's you can apply it to like every city that you go to. Yeah. But there was like like home like homeless. But there there. Well, it's all... like, I want to do this
4: bit about homeless, so then it's like. I need to weigh in. Right. Like, in yeah. Winnipeg, it was not a problem. I'm like, right. they're all right outside. <laughs> this yeah, place. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I think um, the first set in, in at the Nazi show, I think I said something like, this area is gross. People like, eh, no, it's not. And I'm right. like, nah, I lost you a little right up front. Yeah.
1: Because I sometimes find, actually, Canadian crowds sometimes will react to, the they're not as... uh Like when, uh, like, because Jim Brewer opened up his set at the uh, one of the gala shows with this whole rant. Do you remember that Kathleen, where he did the whole rant about fag and like the yeah, that was
3: actually pretty funny. On the
1: word, well, yeah, it was funny, but he didn't just it. You could sort of tell in his head. Well, people were
3: uncomfortable. I think it's just when you use any any of those words. Like, and he was really like he was yelling faggot, but he was saying he wasn't. He doesn't use it as a derogatory term towards homosexual homosexuals, he said he's taking it back because that's what he always called his friends. Right, right, right.
1: right yeah, more of a, like, uh, hey, you're, you're acting like a wimp or something like that. But it yeah, just seems kind of like the crowd sort of was a little bit off-put by really? him saying the word.
2: Just for, like, a little but while. But that's always the way it is here. I mean, when Otto and George played here and he did some of his more, uh, you know, making fun of uh, black or whatever... Canada, they really got uptight about it. There's very few things it, they do, but those gays and and minorities sometimes, for some reason, Canadians are pretty. It might but be... it's
3: because, sorry, it's because, you know, they the it's people who aren't gay or aren't black that aren't laughing at it. Usually, yeah. people that are black are like, "Oh my God, that was a funny joke." It's, like
4: it's white guilt. It's it is. The is the it's hard, just, it's, it's the hardest thing white to overcome guilt. guilt. Racial. I can. I used to do a joke where I'd say the N word, right, and it would work okay. And I'd say Jews are the original, whatever, right. Yeah. Um, but it would work okay if there was like a bunch of black people there or no black people there. Right. Or exactly. if there was like one or two, it was impossible. Yeah. Everyone or if would you're stare at them.
3: in rural Alberta, then they're just
2: like,
4: yeah. Whoa!
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> But the more black people that were there, the better it was. It's if there true. were none, it got a little weird. People, but like, that's always been
2: the way for me. Whenever I make fun of someone that's in a certain group, if the certain group is there, they're always the ones that come up yeah. to me afterwards and, and enjoy it as long as they know what the intent of
4: the joke yeah, is. They can get it usually. Like, oh, it was just they're just making fun. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Jason Rose has two fans. Like, I uh, was with him in. Mississauga, and he has these two fans that are are mentally challenged. Oh
4: yeah, really? and they
3: come to his. Show. I know the two
2: guys you're talking yeah. about. They come to my shows all the time. Too. And they yep. sing
3: along. And yep. he Jason just like uses them and yep. makes them, and it's great. And the audience at first is like, oh, but they have a great time. It's like.
1: Well, I think I think once the once like yeah, it's like I don't know if one guy has cerebral palsy. Yeah. He's, in, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. he can barely move. Yeah, that's a the guy. And then and then uh, and Rouse will get the guy to do like shots. Yeah, like,
3: Jaeger uh-huh. shots. They with... got wasted. But, yeah, was and like this guy in the
2: wheelchair is fucking wasted. I have a
4: couple friends with cerebral palsy that are comics in LA, and they are drunks
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you know
3: the cerebral yeah. comic palsy?
2: <laughs> cerebral comic palsy. <laughs>
3: that that was that. his name, palsy. Yeah, or? it was palsy. Palsy Brown. Comic? palsy Brown. His name is palsy. Uh, his name's palsy. He's really funny but what about whatever happened because we were talking about her jerry jewels whatever happened to jerry jewels from facts of life
4: she was on deadwood for a while really Uh uh-huh she was playing a like a retard (laughs) i don't know which type of retard a cerebral palsy retard or like a mental retard i don't know one of the retards um and then uh she was there's this comic brody stevens who's really into um talking he's really funny but he's really into talking about people are at certain levels they shouldn't make fun of other people yeah and he's always about positivity so he was on stage once late night at the comedy store, and um, we're all making fun of him and stuff. And it's in front of, like, 12 comics and nobody else there. And then one comic lady, Stephanie Escajada, she wanted to go on next, even though the show was over. It was like, you just keep going as long as you want. So he was like, oh, is there other audience? I didn't realize there's audience here because she was like, Brody, get off. There's other people want to go on? And he was like, all right, let me, let me do some crowd work. And he was like, uh, what's your name? And this girl's like, Jerry. He goes, oh, like Jerry Jewel <laughs> Like, he does that right, impression. Right. And Brody never does anything like that. Yeah. And then it really was her.
0: <laughs> and she was like,
4: yes, like Jerry Jewel." And he was like, what? And I was in the back. i like, Brody, that's Jerry Jewel." That's amazing. Because we had seen her come in. It was so weird. We're like, oh, you're Jerry Jewel. Nice to meet you. And he's never negative. He never does impressions. Oh, my
3: gosh. That's amazing. And it's the only time. He put his face in his
4: hands and goes, I, I, I got to go. I got to leave. And he just hid in the main room. That's what I wanted so everyone's just, gone.
3: That's what I wanted to talk about with you, too, is because um, when I was down in L.A. for my little stint Checking things out, I loved the comedy store. Yeah, it's like great. of all of the clubs that I would hang out, like I would go to the improv, and it was sort of like you kind of had to be in it's the more in corporate. crowd. I don't
4: know. Yeah, people, yeah. And I never friends. even went
3: to the Laugh Factory really, but I loved hanging out at the comedy store at night just because it was just like there's so many comedy. Guy walking around looks there. like Jesus. And... you would yeah. see like Jeffrey Ross, and Kirk, then you would Kevin, see the schizophrenic Houston. surfer, like uh-huh. you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. and the Ding Dong Show <laughs> is seriously one of the most incredible shows ever. Yeah, Don
4: Barris has a Ding Dong Show. We just he abuses, but he controls like a ringmaster. Oh, we, we walked
2: in. We walked in. There was no one watching. They yeah. were still doing this full oh, show. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, like, yeah. No audience. And they was... were
1: they were doing it like cranked to eleven. It was it was <laughs> it, it really felt like you, anything could happen at any moment. I mean, that's what, I mean that's what I used it's to. Great. like. It, um, the old Yakiyak's Yuck up at Young and Eglinton, uh, yeah. where Absolute is now. It you, it used to have that sort of feeling, but comedy clubs have become a, co- a lot more corporate now. They don't have that feeling anymore. Well, that's anymore. cool. Yeah. Think about
4: the store. They have three rooms. Yeah. And yes. Mitzi used to always be cool about just developing people yeah. so she lets Don do this show even though there's no one there yeah yeah like, I want Monday. she's like no can't have it Don's right. got a thing don't the show there
3: Right. Yeah, it's an amazing like. It's a, yeah, As a it's comedian, great. you should hang out in L. A. for a month and just hang out at the comedy store. It's just like yeah. you'll see the coolest things. You'll meet the coolest people. I porn just,
4: stars show up there at like 12:45, yeah. like one o'clock, where we no door no the club is open after their shift. they were doing they yeah. were filming. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, Shoot they were the filming scene. that inter.
3: Yeah. It wasn't inter. It was just celebrity sex addicts. Yeah, and they were filming it, and I remember we were upstairs in the belly room. it was all these guy comics and they heard that there were all these nymphos down in the <laughs> so, out, yeah. so we all like run downstairs yeah. and they're all just like these there's like a bunch of supermodels just sitting there and this one's like i can just make myself orgasm on command and everybody's just like wow yeah this is no one's comedy even storm. it's not even bad no one's
4: ever like fuck you whore so it's always like oh cool. how do you do that <laughs> could the you teach us could you enabled. teach
3: us that's yeah. amazing yeah
1: yeah, yeah. One of the uh, we uh, when Darren and I first met you down in Los Angeles, we did it was uh, one of the Howard Dover's uh, pot room shows. Yeah, and uh, of course the show that Darren and I did uh, was when we got there, we get the whole, the classic line of like, "Oh <laughs> man,
4: you, know, you should have been here last month." It was it crazy. was full. Yeah, yeah. Dover said it wasn't going to be that full that time.
1: Yeah, right. Well, and the, but how do you? And, and we also while you were in Toronto, we took out to uh, the Underground Comedy Club last night. Yeah, which was such was a different awesome. vibe uh, from because I always like that show. Was very you know we lock, people locked the doors. People were smoking joints yeah. and, and enjoying a comedy show. How do you find uh, pot crowds compared to other crowds?
4: Uh, I find sometimes the the comedians stick too much to pot material. Yeah. yeah. When it just seems like hey these guys are just high. I want to laugh at stuff. Right. Like I right. watch Family Guy when I'm high. Yeah. But it's not all about being high. Yeah. So but then everybody's like well it's a pot crowd. I want to do these pot jokes. Everyone, I don't know. So watching it for a comic, I'm like ah come on just do some regular shit. Yeah.
3: It's true. Like you do. Like when I first did that room, I was like, I don't know. I don't have any pop material. I don't think I can do this. They're Like, no, you don't have to have pop material. You yeah. Just would be funny. Yeah. And then I was like new to Toronto, and I hadn't been exposed to hanging out with Dave Martin, so I didn't smoke a lot of weed yet. Hey, come
1: oh, on, yeah. come on. Last
4: night it turned <laughs> into sort of a roast for the. Yeah, for the yeah. It was the, it was the owner's but uh, birthday. But that stuff
3: is that. Those rooms are crazy because I had a three-minute laughing fit on stage. I couldn't stop laughing.
4: <laughs> That's so great. And then
3: everybody else was laughing, and I'm like, this is unprofessional. Well,
4: well it's like they all know that you're high. Yeah, so yeah. and they think it's
2: hilarious. Yeah,
4: well, It's like, go there, baby. Yeah, Just yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> it
2: was, uh, those, those are some of my favorite rooms in Toronto. See, I'm not a big fan of doing the pot shows or other shows where it's all one kind of group yeah. because- There's always a a certain percentage of the crowd that's not going to like what I do, anyways. And I find if I alienate the pot people, that's the whole crowd. There's no chance to kind of alienate anyone when it's all one kind of group. And that's why I'm not a big fan of it. I saw,
4: yeah, Mac Lindsay went up at that show that we did. Yeah. And he was like, you guys are all wasting your lives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do speed. Is that the guy I do speed? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck you. You're lazy. I do speed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. But the crowd was like, all right, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, when everybody's high, it's way easier. Yeah, the comedy store usually late at night. They'll start open till like 2.30, 2.45. Yeah. They just get the... Drinks off the tables. Yeah. And they just like, fuck it. We got well, Who was there that this.
2: night we were there? Who's the one of the uh, Wayne brothers told that story about oh,
4: Marlon Wayne? Uh, was it Sean Wayne's brother w- dying of AIDS? Sean and, Wayne's. Sean. Sean is a good looking one. Marlon's the funny one. Uh, <laughs>
2: the story was his, his one brother was dying of AIDS and he said, just blink twice if he sucked a cock. I need to know. It was like, really fucking out there. Like, <laughs> fuck. I just need to know before you die how you got it. Did you suck a cock? And I'm blink like, wow.
4: Before you go meet your mayor. Yeah. Like, wow.
2: <laughs> But, you know, a normal 8 o'clock uh, crowd ain't going to fucking be oh, yeah, probably digging into that.
4: The only problem is usually not a crowd there that night. I know. But if I there's know. people there, if it's actually, for whatever reason, like 15 people, yeah. like, it'll be great that later night. Yeah. I got blown on stage that late night once. It was some porn star. We are having Jeez. a big dick contest.
3: And you got blown on stage? Not behind a, a curtain or no, anything? No. Was it was Don Barris there. was on
4: stage and he was hosting. He saw her off stage trying to put her uh, legs behind her head.
3: <laughs> uh, through that window course, so he like, yeah. knocked
4: on the window and, like said come in <laughs> like, what like, is it with dudes crazy.
3: getting their cocks sucked on stage I've never been like I want someone to eat my box right here right now maybe you know I why? should
4: because men and women are different <laughs>
3: and why are they
2: different
4: Ari can you uh, tell us some of the
3: differences between men, men airplanes. and women yeah, yeah. When you're, on airplanes, you're, you're made to be
4: owned and we're made to do the running of stuff do they do <laughs> 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 we're made okay. to do the running of stuff yeah, yeah. All right then. <laughs> one like sucks
2: it and one gets sucked. That's how it works, Kathleen. I'm I've not sure if of, you know this,
3: that. There's a lot of comics though. Jason Rouse has tried to do it. I think uh, it Berg, Berg, Berg got his. It was
4: this other guy who was on stage. Damn, Eddie Brill's son. Oh on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on stage. <laughs>
1: that
3: guy's
4: funny. And he, and he is funny. And he's like, I got a big dick. So he was on stage, and they were like, Who would? Who'll have a big dick? How that's against them. And this one guy was like, No. And then everyone turned to me, and I was like, All right. <laughs> and do so then, a, uh, does that like, mean
3: you have a big dick?
4: It gets really big. I don't
3: know why I didn't talk to Ari more this weekend, but
4: whatever. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, well, how will she judge? They're both going to be soft. And the girl's like, no, no, I'll make sure they're not soft. And then I'll judge. And we're like, all right. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's and like, so
3: Ari, yeah, you were like, yeah, I'll be a part of this I contest. could
4: maybe get a 10% boner. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 20 at best, with everyone laughing. Sam Tripley's doing play-by-play on is a that side mic. nerve-wracking trying oh, to get yeah. a boner on stage? Everyone's <laughs> taking pictures and laughing, and I'm <laughs> cracking up. You can't it.
3: just like think of something like super hot and just get no, a when boner. people are no. laughing.
4: I can't, I can't like, I know, compartmentalize. I Darren I can't.
3: could. Darren, I could. You put, a, you put a vomiting woman in front of Darren yeah. hard as yeah. a rock.
1: Yeah, I could. He's big, really? in the big into the Roman showers. Yeah, Laughter is a big boner repellent where I'm from. Really? Well, well
3: it's, yeah. it, no, if they're laughing with you, then it's fun. if they're laughing at you. Yeah, as long as yeah. they yeah, tell yeah. me that. Yeah, yeah
4: everyone's so like, so I how at ridiculous the situation is. It's like retarded. Yeah, <laughs> It's hard for me to maintain. And then she was like, Shh, sweetheart, look at me, look at my eyes, <laughs> look at my eyes. She like look really did that. I was, like, well, I was like, "What?" I was like, concentrate on me. I was like, oh, uh, okay. It She's got, got barely up at all. Brill got up, not Brill, Madonia got up, not at all. Oh. He got banned for two weeks. That was the only punishment.
3: Because of that? Yeah. Really? Did two you weeks, get banned? Two,
4: no, I did not, which I don't understand. That's and they're like, funny. how come you didn't get banned? I'm like, because I won the big dick <laughs> 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 should have won.
2: Winner gets a pass.
4: Yeah. What? I
3: like I like when they uh, start the fist fights in the back of the room because when I was there I didn't know that was fake. Which fist fights? Don Barris used to walk in and just start a. He'd be like, oh, yeah. Give me my fucking money! Like people would be on. <laughs> there'd be an amateur on stage just telling their. And then my mom said that the cat was in the litter box, and then all of a sudden give me my fucking money! Yeah, and then they're crazy just like.
4: What in the back.
3: <laughs> it was so awesome.
4: Because there's five people in yeah, there. Yeah and yeah 35 <laughs> <comics>. yeah. Thirty five comics. Yeah.
3: And someone has to get entertained, right? Yeah,
4: he'll do that when I'm on. He'll be like. Uh, uh, and I'm like, what is that? Like, did you tell him you're a Jew? <laughs> did you tell this audience you're a fucking Jew? I'm like, uh, that's a friend of mine, everyone. And he just sees, he just paces back and forth. Like, I hate your people so much. And then yeah. he leave. Who was that one crazy guy that was on? Like,
1: I don't know if they put him all the time on, all the time at the end, but he's like, you know, he's like wild, crazy hair.
3: Who's shakalaka? The...
4: Robert William Abravia with the green jacket. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's pacing around the, the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. He's been closing <laughs> out the Sunday show, the open mic and, and pop-in show for the like years. Looks like Jim years. from Taxi
2: like really fucked up.
4: Yeah, he was this lawyer guy who snapped. I don't know why he moved out here. He thinks he should have been lying to take over The Tonight Show because yeah. he <laughs> attended more tapings than anyone else.
2: That's amazing. Ah, that, that's yeah. how it works. He's fucking crazy. And, yeah,
4: and because of that, he really hates Jay Leno. He feels like Jay Leno took his shit.
2: Like, for real. Like, he really yeah. believes that He Jay should have taken over Johnny Carson. Yeah. Right, right.
4: Um yeah I don't know if he, if Letterman got it if he would have been okay with that but he was definitely <laughs> not okay with Jay Leno he called Lemon Jello because I
1: don't because uh, yeah, I remember seeing because uh, I, I I saw the guy in the parking lot and I was so engaged I was like oh my god I want to see this guy because he's such a freak show yeah. and then I saw Don Barris was like pissed off that he was there
4: he plays and, this act because well, Don yeah. Barris got banned by him okay well I, I couldn't tell if it was genuine
1: know. or if he was playing it
4: up but he I was like I
3: don't think you can ever tell I never knew if he was being serious or if he was just oh, joking around Don Barris yeah, yeah it's
4: tough to tell
1: well because we he was so he was, he was like, oh, fuck, I can't believe this fucking asshole's here because he had to introduce him at the end. Yeah. And then
4: uh, and that's I that's his that, new introduction. Like, fuck this guy every <laughs> single time.
1: Well, because I, I said to Darren, I was like, because uh, there's guys in Toronto that, like, if you just saw them for the first time, you'd be like, oh, this guy's amazing. Uh-huh. But if but if you were around him year after year after year, you'd be like, oh, fuck this fucking piece of shit again. I can't. So, it, like, that's that guy reminded me of, like, other guys in Toronto. That yeah.
4: He's be... legitimately crazy yeah. where it's like no one's going to be into it at all, either yeah. way.
1: Uh, and I was, uh, there was a what uh, one thing I want to ask you. Is, I mean, you play a lot with uh, like stereotypes when or when you're on stage now. Because um, I, I have a joke where I Sarah said, um, you know, sometimes I'm not sure if I am racist when I mm-hmm. just assume that every black guy I meet is going to be cool. You uh-huh. know, I don't, and like I've had some people that react like that they get it, and then some people are sort of like, well, no, that's. I mean, is that necessarily, you know, is that a bad stereotype if it's a genuinely good that's thing?
4: Good, <laughs> I think so. I think it's still a stereotype, right? The point is, not yeah. not everyone's the same. I mean, right. I still make them. I don't care. Yeah, right. I go for it. <laughs> but yeah, not everyone's the same. So it's uh, yeah. I guess it's a bad, but it's not a negative.
1: I mean, you're you're just. I mean, you are making an assumption an assumption of what someone is based on their race. Louis well, C.K. Yeah. did
2: that for years. His one of his opening jokes was, um, you know, why can't stereotypes be good? Like the Portuguese make a good cake, and right. you know, Irishes are good drunks or whatever, yeah. right? You know.
4: Well, they always it's a sort of a hacky joke that a lot of people do. It's like uh, when they have small. Big dicks. That's right. one thing. Like yeah. black people never say, "Hey, don't say that." Right. But, you know, right, right, like yeah. fried chicken. They're like, "Hey, stop." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. if it's a good thing, no one's ever gonna be like, "Yeah, that's that's." Right. No, you shouldn't say, "I have a big dick." You have no idea.
2: Please stop telling people. <laughs> Please stop telling people that I have a
1: big take the blimp yeah.
0: down. <laughs> yeah. This is a.
1: Uh, I asked this question a, a couple of. Uh, Kathleen and I went to a couple of shows this weekend. We got uh, we asked uh, comics with our portable recorder. Uh, <laughs> Thank I, you I, for
3: the play by play. Well, no, I was just saying. Did you it turn it
2: on? Please tell it. us all about the portable recorder. Yeah,
1: I'll just have to reenact every interview that we did. But I asked this question to a couple of people. Um, Would you ever want to get so rich and famous that your friends would be afraid to tell you that the movie that you're directing is a piece of shit?
4: No, but (laughs) sort of also yes. I mean, yeah, that would be a negative part about getting rich and famous.
3: But the rich and famous part would be a positive part of being rich and famous. Yeah, you'd
4: be rich and famous. Right. Because I just I remember watching The Love Guru and just
1: thinking, like, how did anyone— How terrible is this, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just watching it going, like, how did someone not turn
4: to Mike Myers and go, dude, this is a piece of shit? But the main thing, too, is, like, I'll just—it's like a day job. I'll just fucking put something out. It's okay. Yeah, all the Adam Sandler movies. I mean, his movies, he's more serious now, which is fine. But, like, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, those were fucking epic, awesome movies. And then it became sort of lamer and lamer. Also, I don't know it's hard to be funny when you're not as hungry, I guess, yeah, and, I think that's true, you know
1: well, we, we were sort of we talked to Andy Kuno at one point about how like uh the differences between alternative comedy and like uh, alternative music, yeah that like people oh, still yeah. refer to like Green Day and U2 as alternative bands, but I mean like Jesus
2: you, well, that, the, 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 well it's I mean, just not well Dave yeah, does that's weird Dave still is stuck top in the 90s. 40. yeah. yeah.
4: But I mean, just you know, like because they, they got that they got that moniker when they started, right? Right. right. And well, they were, we were always talking... like, I don't know what that means. But then they became super mainstream. Everyone mm-hmm. picked them up. So then it's like, like Dave Chappelle, he's not like this. I don't know. He's not any type of comic. He's just good for everybody. Right. Yeah. Sometimes,
3: like I think that alternative comedy is more of a marketing thing for, for, for to get young people in. I
4: think with uh, with comedy, alternative sort of. Everyone else kind of caught up to where the alternative scene was. It was more like it's talk about like something's real. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the
3: new way that comedy's moving. I don't think it's al- I don't think it's very alternative it's anymore. It's harder to tell
4: what's what now. Yeah,
2: yeah. The lines have definitely blurred because how many shows have I been on or even seen that build as alternative and some really straight comics kill? Yeah. And then someone really alternative who's doing something very weird and different doesn't kill that much, which is what I'm always surprised about the Rivoli going down on a Monday night. There's an alternative show there. And I'll see someone do very kind of bland material kill and someone do something. It's just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah,
4: it's weird. When I first started seeing Louis C.K., he was like the alternative comic, but he would come to the store. I'm like, he's right. one of the only guys that can come to right. the store. And he's like, not an alternative comic. No, he's no, just no. someone that the alternative crowds yes. would be more likely to like.
2: Yes. Well, it's like, uh, even, I don't think Doug Stanhope is that alternative. He's very traditional. He's got some uh, interesting points of view, but he's a very traditional stand-up yeah, comic. Yeah, but
4: Stanhope is, is everything that, like, when... when I forget what she is now, but Ginny Garofalo and David Cross, when they sort of seemed like they, when they sort of started, started that, yes, it was like, let me talk about real, real shit, how yes. I really feel, not like, uh, you know, men are like this, men, are women right. like this. Oh, Wisconsin, you know all those people right. are in the Midwest, and it's like get get away from that, get into more real stuff. That's what Stanhope is. No, no, like but he's carrying on that torch but, as much as possible. But we
2: could say that about like like yeah, Richard tons Pryor of now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? like he, he was
4: before alternative comedy. Right. Sam Kennison would have definitely been one.
2: Right, but talking anyway. about the truth and what what we want to hear. Doesn't make it alternative to me. Alternative fucks with the you know in terms of how you're presenting it or um, style of how you do it. Whereas, yeah,
4: now it's become something different. Yeah.
2: Um, one thing I want to ask you because I've opened for some big names and I know you're you're touring a lot with Joe. Yeah. And I'm assuming you're good friends with Joe, right? And That's yeah. part of the reason why it's a good fit. Between yeah. It's way you. easier. Like way when easier. When we're not performing. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, now you've done it so much, it probably isn't. But was there that sense of people didn't know who you were, so they're kind of like, "Ha ha, where's Joe?" Yeah. Do you know that, that thing? Because I've opened for Russell Peters before, and that's really what it is. They're like, yeah. ha great, where's Russell?
4: Yeah. my uh, friend Bob Oshaker writes at Ferguson now. He, he said he used to open for David Spade at colleges, and they don't even know there's going to be an opener. Right, like, They don't right. even know that. That's yeah. his thing. So, like, you're just not David Spade. Right. Yeah, there was that in the beginning. Now, um, because he does so much internet stuff, and yep. he's constantly taking pictures with me, and yeah, yeah for like, for sure. I'm on his podcast. And that's just, I can hear, like, 10% of the people when they introduce Ari Shafir, they're like, oh, cool. Right. And that fills me with enough, Yeah. you know, Feelings of like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, people know me. So they give me some time. 10%. Like when I saw Louis CK,
2: I saw like Ted Alexandra, I think was his name uh-huh. is that his name? Ted mm-hmm. Alexandra. Very funny guy. Didn't really know I've much heard he's about good. him. good. I've never seen it. Um, But yeah, there was that sense of people were like, okay, this is good. And then once they kind of proved themselves, it wasn't that, huh? Where's yeah. Louis? But there is
4: that kind of bump. There's also too even at clubs I've been like people like oh usually like people have come to clubs before They're like usually the opener is really bad that was you're really oh, good yeah, opener yeah, i yeah, like yeah. yeah I'm not really an opener <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I just I'm get not, friends I'm, with I'm, him yeah. he likes
2: to travel with me yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. and Rogan just does a two-person show too a lot of times right so just we go up for half an hour cold and then bring me up right whatever you want to do um yeah it, it was harder to, to do that to win them over you yeah get, they're like against you instead of like being a neutral they're just like who are you
2: especially like, I think cuz not to talk bad about Joe, but his profile has not been a stand-up comic that much. It's right, more right, of a right. UFC or you know news radio in the past. And UFC attracts a certain fear kind factor, of audience yeah. member or fear factor that's just there for Joe, and there might be that kind of gang mentality, which would make it even harder, I think. Yes, yeah, so I think an some people
4: I just want don't even know what comedy is. They just want to hear him right. talk about fear factor, or just right. talk about UFC, yeah. and they're like, oh, I guess he'll tell jokes. I don't really get what is it all going to be UFC jokes? They really don't know what the story is. Right. A lot of people, it's their first time a at a club. Show. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. almost every show.
2: I mean, that's gonna be tough for both of you.
4: Yeah, he has to do that too. Yeah, He's, he usually says, but like fair fact, he was like, I gotta have five minutes on it. Right. Just because so many people want to hear, and then it's like, okay, but that's not what yeah, I do. Yeah, get it out
2: of the way, and then do yeah. thirty-five or forty on what you want to do, and
4: yeah, he wouldn't even open with it; he would just give it to them eventually.
2: Right. Okay. Now, in terms of uh, people to get in touch with you, do you, I tried to find a website yesterday. Is Ari the Great still online? Ari the Great's there. Still the, still I the website? I edit it
4: once every nine months. Uh, <laughs> I am okay. on there religiously okay. uh, putting my Twitter dates on. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that and uh, Facebook and stuff. MySpace, I'm never on. Yeah, me either. Don't bother anymore. But I'm using I Facebook gotta a lot? I got delete that shit. What?
2: You, are you using Facebook predominantly a lot? Facebook, I'm on. Twitter, yeah. I'm on. Okay.
4: Um, Twitter, probably even more than Facebook.
2: Okay, what's your Twitter? So they Twitter's
4: know. Ari Shafir. Okay, that's easy. Two uh-huh. f's and an i, and then uh.
2: Somewhere well, I, I in just... the spelling,
3: it doesn't matter where the f's and the i are. Yeah.
1: Now you're you're uh, moving on next to the uh, to Ottawa with the uh, Ottawa just Last Festival again. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting because I always find Ottawa is like a unique balance of like a really conservative sort of because most people in Ottawa are, are government employees because yep. it's our capital and mm-hmm. so it's it's but then again again I've had audiences in Ottawa that really go out on a limb and will laugh at jokes where you're sort of like. Wow, I didn't think that that would go over here. So it'll be interesting. And who are you doing the uh, Just for Laughs show uh, out there with?
4: Slayton, uh, Mike Wilmot, and uh, this girl Tiffany Haddish, who I've never seen. Supposed to be a black Jew.
2: It'll be good. I mean, me and Dave are going to be in Ottawa. We'll definitely come by.
4: Yeah. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you will.
2: You are? Thursday. You
3: just said me and Dave. Huh? Well, I'm sorry. I'm trying. What a trying fucking to get chick! Oh uh... yes, I guess what our a chick. Crying right. now. Our, our, the our, get
2: the three mushroom. of us will be there. <laughs> Don't I'm worry.
3: We <laughs> <better> got <than> it. We got it.
1: Our bitch luggage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> our, <laughs> our bitch luggage. Nice. Okay. Nice way to end. Nice way to end. Suck it. Suck it. Okay. I will. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's uh, we're definitely out of time. Thanks, ours for coming by. I really Thanks, appreciate chef. it. If you ever come back again, please come by. We'd love to talk some more.
0: Guess which host bought a Shania Twain album just so they could do blow off her tits? This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Guess which host has to start their car with a breathalyzer. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee.
2: Okay, we are back from the break, and we have another guest this week in the studio, Kyle Radke, comedian, uh, filmmaker, ranter. (laughs) Anything else we can add on there, Dave? No, that's a... A Hamilton, residence? Hamilton <laughs> resident. Yeah, Hamilton resident. We should have stopped that filming. We should have stopped Hamilton resident. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're a fan of our show, uh, you've probably heard Kyle's rants on the show so far. We've played two. Uh, we're going to be playing another one if we have time this week, but for sure next week. Uh, Kyle Rack is here. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? Excellent. How are you? I'm Kyle. Good. Yes.
3: You do rants. I want to ask: When you do your rants, do you like do them in a warehouse with boxes <laughs> around you?
5: No, I do them in my basement.
3: Okay, cause I, that's my favorite kind of rant. To see somebody like walking <laughs> through a warehouse, just being like, and the government.
5: It's, no, I'm on my couch in what my the basement. The fuck is
3: Kathleen talking? <laughs> about? Oh, she's no, she's
5: talking. I about don't know Rick... anybody that walks around in a warehouse. <laughs> Are talking microphone? About... She's talking about <laughs> Rick Mercer, does like
3: the, it? Like, like the Rick Mercer oh, one where you see. Right. And they're yes. always like walking on a pier somewhere, yeah, just being yeah. like, and then the government oh. is gonna take the babies and yeah. rape <laughs> them with the pickles. Yeah, yeah Rick and We've Mercer's... had enough of this. Yeah,
1: yeah, Rick Mercer's doing a rant <laughs> down by the docks where all the men work. We have. We have all those people. I just wanted to
3: know if that's how Kyle got into his rants, but if Kyle just sits in his couch in the basement and.
2: I want, for the record, Kyle does not rape babies with pickles. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about there, <laughs> Kathleen, but way I to go. I something
3: that I read in the news somewhere. Oh, pickle raping <laughs> a baby? A okay. raping baby. Rick
1: Mercer okay. should do a rant where he just walks into a bathhouse and he's trying to get his point out to the... <laughs> That would be funny to me.
2: Okay, we're going to move on from yeah. that. Yeah. Get your one question ready, Dave, that you want to ask every person <laughs> yeah, in the same fucking get show. Your, get your special, special If you want a lot a of spe- money, what would you do? Would you make a fuck you list?
3: No, it's, it's a, a special question for a Can special we have Kyle boy. on this show?
2: Yes. Kathleen. Sorry. You took fucking <laughs> Ramrod of this show. Yeah. Um, So, Kyle, this uh, big news for you, finally, finally, Kyle (laughs) Radke has gotten himself a comedy now. For those who listen who don't know we're in America, that's kind of like our version of the Comedy Central Presents. It's a half an hour stand-up special where they uh, ask every comic to water it down so significantly it can be played on television. (laughs)
5: That's about it. Um,
2: So, uh, I know you've, you've... you uh, you you put tapes in before, right? And there's been a couple of years where you stopped doing it, right? Is that kind of true? Well,
5: no, not with comedy now. I've I've, this, I've never asked to do one. I oh, okay. Was, yeah, so this is the first time. And Millen was, you know, he, he's a good guy. I like him. And yeah. I've always told him that I didn't want to show up and uh and do a shitty comedy now. Like, right? You know, they sort, it's sort of the odds are kind of stacked against you before you walk in there. So I I wanted to be really really comfortable before right. I did a comedy now.
2: Yeah, because a lot of comics don't understand. Because when you're when you're a young comic, I'm not saying you are, but years ago when you were in your category, every young comic wants a comedy now or a comedy center presents. But what they don't realize is it's then out there forever. <laughs> You know, when you have your own YouTube clips, you can fucking take them down and you can get rid of material that you're embarrassed of. But if you get a special too soon, that's fucking out there. Like if people knew I used to wear funny pants and had a great <laughs> kazoo shirt and I used to say good for me and I was a happy comic, like I almost had a comics. I would fucking be dead inside even more than I am now knowing that it's out there. But, but you, that, Even but this wait, stuff, though. I'm convinced
5: I'm going to have to, you know, con- cancel the, uh, the comedy network. I've said that to my wife, like we can't watch... The Comedy Network, the chancing that it
2: might come on. I don't even
5: want to see the fucking promo of me telling right. my worst joke because they always seem to choose oh, the comedy's worst joke.
2: Yeah, so. and some wacky face because they've only yeah. got eight seconds. Whoa, the yeah. underside of Kyle Radke, and they just go. Wah! Yeah, can I, you
3: watch yourself on TV? Like, do you? Like, I don't. I, it's no. hard. No, I don't I watch, watch you, myself. I can, well, <laughs> Darren, yes, you watch me on a different kind of mm. thing. Yeah, uh, the videotapes that you make, but.
2: Maybe
5: I can watch myself like on a like on a game film. Like I can watch myself do stand up on my own tape. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not bad. But I can't watch like if I film a commercial. I can't.
2: You know why? Because do you don't have control. You can't stop it from being out there. <laughs> right, right. That's why. Because I'm the same way. I can tape a set, watch it, yeah. and be okay with it, and cringe a little bit. But when it's fucking out there and you can't control stopping it, it's it's a lot different.
5: Oh, that's forever. Yeah. I did a Ford commercial. Can I talk about the yeah. stupid fucking Nazis at Ford? They. Uh, Whoa. They. You're not
3: going to get a free Ford. They,
5: no, I asked for one. You know what the guy told me? I well, don't made out of teased, I maybe. drive a Porsche. <laughs> And uh, the, I, I did this commercial, and they put me in clothing that was too small for me.
2: Yeah, yep, And yep. they aired
5: them. Right. And I said at the shoot, I was like, I don't feel comfortable in that. I was like 280 pounds then. I was like, I don't feel comfortable in this little sweater from Banana Republic that you've got me in. Right. And then are no, you look great. You look great. And they aired it, and everybody laughed. I remember my agent called me and laughed at me. Yeah. Like, everybody is, it was just such bullshit. It made me leave, that's what made me leave commercials and right. stop, stop. It was so humiliating, you know, seeing yourself fat guy with a little sweater, like yep. my neighbor the sweater was stretched so far across my navel. <laughs> it was like a drum like it was, it was it was it was so horribly out there and just everybody called me I was like oh man what really i never thought you were that fat and people Aww. were just like, like yeah like horrible things we so, knew
1: you were fat but we didn't think you were that
5: fat no that that's, that sweater Jeez. really brought it out so that's why I left, and that's why I stopped doing a bunch of stuff. It really gave me a complex. Like, right. It freaked me right out.
2: Well, you know, TV obviously adds ten pounds, but you never know how you really look until it comes out, and oh. you're like fucking ashamed. I know. But it fat people been...
3: on TV are like not really fat. Like they're. Fat people, no, I'm not kidding they're you. they Will
2: Ferrell fat, yeah.
3: No, but, like, uh, somebody told me about something, uh, like, some sort of commercial, and they're like, it would be for the obese cheerleader, and I'm like, excuse
2: me. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm like, Wait
3: a second. I'm the obese I'm cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, Darren is obviously the, always the obese cheerleader. But then the girl said, no, 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 honey, you're not obese. You're TV obese. <laughs> I was like, because oh, that makes it better. But I think um, it's because I'm, <laughs> you don't want to get into girls talking about, like, the the, the,
2: Look, the, I, the reason like, I, don't, I don't do a lot of commercials anymore because of various reasons, but one of them mostly near the you've end, done them all. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but also, I, I remember one time I got flipped out because the, uh, the breakdown came to me, and normally you don't get to see what the cat, the character is. You just go and it's dad or whatever. But the actual breakdown said somewhat unattractive, and I just said to myself, you know <laughs> yeah, what? It hurts. This is not the business for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm somewhat attractive. I didn't get the commercial, so I'm somewhat attractive, but I just don't need that kind of constant reminder I'm a fucking troll. You yeah,
3: know? that would be off of every single part you got. I was just like
2: well, the, yeah. ugly, ugly the ugly friend, It's like Boyd Banks, every zombie movie yeah. or you know, fucking <laughs> yeah. fucked up movie. Ug- it's like
1: Ugly Boy 1, yeah. Ugly Boy 3. Yeah. That yeah. would be even worse. Not even in the top three of the Ugly Boys in that scene.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, they might be on to something. I don't think Boyd looks in the mirror in the yeah. morning and goes, hey, gorgeous. Why
0: <laughs> yeah. not? Maybe he does. Maybe he does. And he's a Maybe li- he does.
1: And he
3: makes great ice cream. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the, did you? The, one thing I always thought about, like uh, the whole commercial auditioning process, did you ever walk in and you read a script and you just think, I cannot get that enthusiastic about Tim Hortons or Wrigley uh, Gum. Or Wrigley Gum. No, that's, that's you, every
5: ad, yeah. will, every spot. Yeah.
2: And that's why I don't book him anymore because if no. you, if you going in now, I, just don't, I have such a bad attitude about yeah. it, it that they it. know, they know, they can see it. It's like, yeah. it's not just about sucking off the casting people or the clients, it's about being able to have that look in your eye that you care and if you can yeah. fake that you still book commercials if you don't it's really hard
1: and, and, yeah. and, I, and I was, that's something to be said about someone's uh, acting skills when they For can sure. really, if they can genuinely project that no I
2: really give a shit about New Tide right. with the fresh sentence well they don't you know what they give a shit about the three grand yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the yeah. six months on right. right. the
5: attention yeah and, and I don't mean that in a negative way but I mean oh, we're no. all stand up comics we yeah. get our fill like I'm right. done I just want to hide in my base. I don't right. give a fuck right. I don't want people looking at me but these people
2: me. want to go to a fucking <laughs> Tim and be recognized. You really I know. like being in your basement, Kyle. Oh right?
5: God, I hate people. There's a
2: pier in there, Kathleen. That he walks down and yeah. has a microphone right in his basement. Is there All a my fog
5: boxes. machine in there? No. Yeah.
1: Boxes in a pier. When he boxes. walks down the stairs, they're like they're, they have sound effects <laughs> triggers that yeah. you can hear applause
0: starting going. Yeah. <laughs>
5: The the shitty part for me walking in for an audition now is I walk in and I'll look at it and I'll go, oh, this is really well written. And then it calls for a guy like with his shirt off and a six pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, I know I'm not going to get this. Yeah, yeah. So why am I, went I, to, I here? I once went to
2: do a commercial, no lie. It was like 10 black guys, 18 hot chicks and me. <laughs> right. And I go in and they, they go, OK. I, they didn't tell me this. I had to dance. They played music. I had to dance around like an idiot. I leave, they go, okay, thank you. And I go up to this other guy who was signing out, a black guy. I go, Did you have to dance? He goes, Dance? What are you talking about?
5: <laughs>
2: and I, I honestly think I was just like, they're breaking their day. Oh, yeah. You're like it's like Q's? oh let's have a funny moment let's bring Darren in and he can dance around.
1: I I, I was I always wanted to like have like a casting session I wanted to be pretend to be a casting director one yeah. day and then just write the most humiliating shit and then and just have- get my friends to show up <laughs> yeah. and be like no this is you're this is gonna be good and then just at the yeah end I talk of it, to them say, you're,
2: I'm I'll put it in for you yeah I'm yeah. gonna put
1: you are gonna get gonna this get man this. and <laughs> you have to dance around like a chicken and then you know now okay when we were talking about. Um,
2: Wait, wait, I want to tell you this one story. Okay. There's a, a guy named Tom Stade and he's it's a, it's a very funny story about commercial and then we'll move on. Uh about he was uh, going in for a commercial for a Swiss chalet and uh there's like a phone on a stand and he gets in there and they're like, "Okay, so here's what this commercial is. You're you're a chicken and the phone rings and you're breaking up with your girlfriend over the phone, but you're a chicken." <laughs> okay? And Tom's a, you know, very uh, you know, stand-up guy. He's not a very I don't know how to, how to say he's he's not a very um, wacky guy kind no, of thing. He's yeah. not a it's dancing pretty easy monkey, going. pretty easygoing, and straight shooter. And so they go, okay, action. So he starts running on the spot, okay? And they go, cut, 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 what are you doing? He goes, acting like I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he fucking left the room. And he left the room. And he was never invited back to that place again. Uh, but I great. think he's probably happier about that.
5: Yeah. Yeah, he is.
1: Now, I, when we were talking about uh, going into, like, a commercial audition and you read the script and you're not enthusiastic about it and people can see it in your eyes that you just can't sell this shit. Now, sometimes I'm the same way when it goes – when you, like, look back through, like, old joke books and yeah. you're looking at an old set list. Because, I mean, I have set lists that I've, I've held on to from, like, when I started, like, 15 or whatever the fuck years ago. Right. And I'll look at a set list and go – how the fuck did I ever sell this? Like I oh, yeah. I can remember the jokes and I can I can basically remember exactly I remember that all era. I remember that
2: era for you, Dave. I remember yeah.
1: <laughs> when I, when I couldn't, couldn't sell, sell anything. She, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Isn't
3: that on, called present day? 94 to 2008. very good. And a little
1: bit of 2009. Yeah, a little bit. Let's break a couple of vendor weekends. But do you ever get that? Do you ever look at an old set list and you and you're sort of like these jokes like used to kill and then you'll try it out on stage and then just something no. something won't happen where you're I'm, just like
5: I'm too hung up on the fact that I can't write, like, I can I can write a decent maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes a year now that I'm happy with. Like, I'll do topical things that disappear in the news. It's yeah. like, well, it's got a shelf life of three weeks. Yeah. But I'm talking about jokes where I'm like, wow, I really, I really want that. I like, I'm happy with that. I can write 10 or 15 minutes a year and it frustrates me so much because I look at the rest <laughs> of my act and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I hate every one of these jokes. I can't stand anything I've done for any more than a month. i just it makes me sick to my stomach almost unless I'm building on it. Unless it's something that's, uh, uh, as John Panette would call it, organic. You know what I mean? Something that's yeah. like, wow, that's really
2: right. It means know, something to me, and I can keep adding yeah. to it because I'm, I've got the fire in my eye to keep saying it. Yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's always it's like those times when g- guys try to uh, they'll go on stage and something natural, like organic. Like I said, organic will happen on stage, and it's just like they're in the moment, and and then they'll get off, and then they'll get a huge laugh saying something, and then they'll get off stage and go. Oh fuck what was that thing that I said on stage and and it, or no. it, or, if, or if like a joke came from a genuine fuck up yet that you had and then you see guys that try to go back on stage like a couple of days later, and then try to do force
2: the fuck up. And, yeah, they'll yeah. no, force <laughs> yeah. the fuck up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then and then if it works, it works. And then then but then if you've seen, if you know where it
2: comes from, <laughs> then it's bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, that is like, bullshit. Like yeah. like
5: you going, okay, now, now Dave, you sit in the front row and throw this rock glass at my yeah, stomach. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like, don't act
2: like this. Yeah. We're gonna
5: catch it on tape. Yeah,
1: but it's it's just one. Of the, it's like whenever I see a guy that goes on stage and he immediately starts making fun of his own wardrobe. It's like, well, you put that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. keep doing that over and over. be one thing if you showed up to the club and you were like, oh, why did I wear a Hawaiian shirt? Yes. This looks like I... And that just thought... that one
2: time you rant about it, but if you show up the next day in a fucking Hawaiian shirt, then it's like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then you're gonna be wearing
3: a Hawaiian shirt
2: for the yeah. rest of your life. And you're then gonna you're gonna fucking, the all of a sudden you're an comic. obese cheerleader that's and you're right. fucking <laughs> <laughs> not funny for 15 years. Now, uh, the internet is a big thing for you, and it's obviously for me too, because I know that there's very few comics in this country that's trying to take the internet and harness... It, and use it to its own ability to make yourself bigger presence right so right. your your website is kyle's is funnier
5: uh, kyle just kyle com now
2: okay but it was kyle is funny right yeah it, used it to was be. yeah okay yeah. so now it's kyle and why did you switch so much emphasis onto the internet versus say a more traditional approach that other comics have done
5: I don't think I. Uh, you know what? I don't think I did. I look at like I mean, you're pretty out there, right. uh, Pete. I think Zedlacker. I don't know if his forum is still up and stuff like that. Right, I thought that was right. a great idea. Yep. I think that stuff's out there. I don't put nearly enough time into it. I mean, that's changing now, but
2: well, you're always w- recording stuff. You're yeah. always putting up videos. I'm not. I'm not saying there are other people who have a bigger web presence, but for a certain category of comics, there's a lot of guys in your age group that aren't that are doing, aren't doing
5: it, anything. Yeah, you know,
2: and it's more of a medium for you guys than it is for an old fuck like me in in terms of what the technology is.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, because even even when I first started to be able to get uh, yourself on tape, on the internet. Yeah. You're looking at, in a professional quality, you're looking at five grand oh, yeah. to be able to do that. Whereas yeah. today, you can rent the equipment for $125 yep. oh, yeah. and everything online is free. And
2: that's the thing. Like, comics don't even realize. They go to me, oh, how do you afford doing your own DVD? It's not that as it, no. expensive, you know, especially if you make a couple friends with some shooters. You can do Absolutely. a whole DVD for $1,000 or 2000 yep. and then you start selling it. You make your money back right away. Yep. And obviously you can use it for a tool for promotion and give to people and make it look bigger than it is. But... I'm always surprised that I'm more invigorated than some of the younger comics with the technology because it's like only going to help them.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I I just now understanding how powerful of a tool the Internet is. Mm -hmm. And just the more you're out there, the more people are assuming you're doing well. Right. You know, that's the number one thing that people will say uh, because I've spent the last five or six years hiding in my fucking basement right. uh, with all the boxes and the beers. There was a comic
3: and at Just for Laughs, sorry, there was a comic at Just for Laughs that was 19 and he was uh, from Australia and he was there because he was a YouTube sensation.
5: Well, yeah. Yeah, sure, why wouldn't yeah. you? Why yeah, wouldn't you would. play it? And, and, I mean, getting involved now, I think longer format, like you guys have got the idea of being here right. at XM, that's fantastic. Uh, and that's the kind of thing I want to get into more because yep. that's where I, give me something to talk about uh, you know and focus me and, right. and that's where uh, i mean alan park and i are working on a thing right now uh, all about conspiracies and stuff okay that
1: that's we're, good yeah uh, i on. love that shit that's my favorite oh and
5: alan's just a maniac like yep. the things he knows the knowledge level for sure mind oh yeah yeah that guy knows every anything about food and, yeah. I mean, he, he knows it. He can yep. just recite something that's yep. in, like but a Twinkie. But the thing
2: about Alan also, he thought Y2K was going to end the world. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I win, Alan. I win. But I win. bet you
3: he has way more canned goods than you do.
2: Oh, uh, well, I think you're wrong. If you were to listen to one of our own episodes, Kathleen, you know we interviewed Alan. You don't listen to our own episodes. Yeah, I don't. Yes, I do. No. Yes, I do. Nobody Every Wednesday <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs>
1: on 153XM. <laughs> yes. Um, when we were talking about uh, YouTube presence and, like, being on the Internet so much, do you think we sort of, like... Can a comic afford to just sort of sit back and get recognized for his work alone these days? Or do you really no. think, you just, you really cannot, no. you, you no. just, you have to grab the internet and you have to be a part of self-promotion. You, ha- you
2: have to do everything now.
1: But
5: I the, think Louis C.K. cornered that market.
1: Well, <laughs>
5: Yeah. You can't just be funny anymore. C.K. did that. Well, yeah. I
1: know, but like, I, I've heard old, well, it's like <laughs> old guys, I've heard older comics to say, you know, if you just work on the craft, people Bullshit. will come to you. That's Bullshit. That's they... No. <laughs> of course, and that was a teacher that, who that's worked at so, Humber. The,
2: a, that's... So Self-justifies them. <laughs> well, yeah. That self-justifies them, okay, yeah. and their own inability to move forward. Because if you only let the music do the talking, you're fucked. Now, as far as I'm concerned.
5: Yeah, build a better mousetrap doesn't work in it comedy. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But
3: there are websites now, like RooftopComedy.com, that has cameras in. I think there's like about 20 clubs in. Yeah. North America. The Comic Strip in Edmonton has one, and they'll just film with film every single set, and then they have interns that will go in and pull clips that. Are good and put them up. So well, for lazy comics, like I think there's myself, a medium to be had,
5: though. You know, <laughs> like like get good at it for ten years yeah. and then start promoting yeah. yourself. Like there, I think that's the thing is too many yeah. young guys are just jumping right in, and that's fine if yeah. you if you've got a market, but it's gonna come back to haunt you. And your two things are gonna happen. Either one and the most the most common thing is you're gonna start lifting all your jokes. You're gonna start stealing what you see, premises, jokes, right. punchlines, everything, and uh, then you're gonna be that guy because you have a TV medium. So now, oh well, I can steal all the fucking jokes I want and just claim their mind cuz it got on TV first and that happens or you're going to be one of these guys that uh, gets a whole team of writers and then you got friends behind you right. and that's i mean that's the positive thing i think the only positive thing i can see from somebody becoming an early success is they bring a team of writers with them and then you know right. they, like like picnic face for example we were talking right. about them outside but uh, they're magnificent but they started and they weren't that great and they just you know grew together as writers right, they got right. early opportunities they made the best of it instead of being like well we got we're a one trick pony let's ride this until we can't anymore and then steal our fucking jokes and not worry about the work promote promote promote
1: right well and i, and I always think that's uh, very true when you see co- uh, comics that that are putting their amateur night sets on the internet, and yep. you're just sort of like, no, everyone can <laughs> I see that. that. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of like, yeah. why do you want all this footage of you developing and, and, and bombing, and then developing, and then, it's just, people are, don't work, seem to work on the craft so much, and they just want to get noticed for being a comic, and, yep. but not even necessarily noticed for being a, a, a good comic, or a great comic, yep. and and I, and I do think there is something to be said about, like, working on the craft, and then being like, well, today, now I'm at a point where I can start, you know, putting my shit out there, and start... Well, one of
2: the one of the reasons i said that when i brought up you on the in the internet is that there's the positive of it is having your own website and putting oh, yeah. up very controlled information on it right and using it and then there's the other the downside of it is yeah all these young comics who have three facebook groups and are messaging me every 30 seconds about doing house of comedy in Niagara falls doing an open spot it's like fuck man you got to cool that shit down it's
5: saturated the internet yeah. almost now to the point where i've found it uh, trivial because yeah. it's okay, and I'm one of 10,000 comedian websites right. out there, and nobody even wants to go. And I get right. when people go, they're like, "Wow, hey man, that's a good, you know." Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't realize that's the that's the compliment that's sort of backhanded I get from yeah, everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't realize you were like a a, a comedian.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't what, know. What any... did you
5: think I was talking about when I said I'm a comedian? <laughs> How did the, you misinterpret that?
1: You were the funny guy in the break room, at, you know. Yeah. At job. Yeah. yeah, But it was like it's sort of like, um, oh fuck, I don't forget where I'm going now. But it was like when uh, <laughs> I, I was there
5: everybody's I high was today, gone. but me, everyone. And I was wondering, I'm like, why do you have Dave on this show? And it's like, <laughs> I oh, know. oh, yeah.
2: right well, we got to make yeah. up for those 15 years. So. But yeah. what they
3: said about why would you want to put a brand new? Like, why would you? I would not. If my first set was online, I'd be so embarrassed, yeah, I'd kill myself because it was I'd the
2: worst.
1: But but like like. But I
2: think here's here's a difference though I don't think it's that like I'm doing my third DVD now and I just found a box of tapes from my first like 40 appearances Mm -hmm. with the wacky stuff and I am going to put it on (laughs) the DVD because I'm so (laughs) fucking such a you know a nihilist but
3: are you also going to put a clip from duct tape forever
1: no, wait, let's not what talk the about fuck? that. fuck? Are you Don't bringing that? There. Holy but, shit! But, but you've you've established yourself a, a, with a, with a style, and you established at yourself a level. As, 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 so as, now
2: I can use the old as almost right. like an embarrassing, but also to say I wasn't that great too. I'm not saying I'm amazing now, but this was me yeah. warts and all. No, okay. but if you, but it was
5: you, a process.
2: Yeah. yeah, but
1: but it's sort of that, that idea of like, look where I came from, right. and look where I am now. Right. Yeah. But like, okay, well I'll ask like I'll ask uh, Kyle. It's sort of like one of they said the things they said about stand up in the. Sort of the late '80s and early '90s, that on cable TV it got very saturated. Now I don't. Do you think that the internet will ever? Yeah. It's so
2: almost to the point where
1: people are like, "Oh, fucking another comedian." It's there. The comic. It's movie. there. Wow. Yeah.
5: We're we're past that point. Yeah. I think we passed it two or three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Now
2: you just have to be aggressive in a different way of trying to figure out to get your message to people outside of Facebook or MySpace. You got to find the new one now because Facebook has kind of killed comedy on the internet for a while now.
1: Or just make your gigs like events and not like, hey, I'm gonna be at the all these open mics. Well, come yeah. and see me. You just say, no, come and see me at this one show because yeah. I know I, it's gonna be. Yeah. In the a, last
2: year, I've had one event, my DVD recording, and that's it. Yeah. Right. I don't event like I'm going to Negra Valls. I don't event I'm going to... You know, if it's your hometown, that's an event. Your friends are going to go. Fine. Yeah. But to say that you're going to do the Alt-Dot on a Monday, a 10-minute <laughs> set, and that's a yeah. fucking event, yeah. you got to get more going on in your life. You
1: know, I'm at the Fox and Fiddle doing, uh, where Wing Night is getting yeah. more promoted than the comedy <laughs> show. But, okay. You know.
2: Well, we got to unfortunately wrap it up, but we'll definitely have you back again, Kyle. So, yeah. Tell us where to find you, Kyle. Where are we going to find you in the next month? Because uh, this airs on Wednesday, so where, where are you?
5: Uh, well, I'm shooting my comedy now uh, uh, tonight. Tonight. There okay. is it airs on Wednesday, on okay. Wednesday so okay. 9 o'clock at the Masonic Hall or Temple. Masonic and, Temple, yeah. And uh, other than that, uh, nothing really huge coming up. I just did Just for last Toronto, so that's done. Now okay. it's back to, back to Earth. I guess right. back to my websites and rants for you guys. Okay,
2: so Kyle Radke, and that's K-Y-L-E-R-A-D-K-E.com. That's right. Uh, so check them out, watch the videos, send him some messages. And uh, thanks for coming, Kyle. We appreciate Thank you, it. guys. Okay, that is the show this week. We want to thank both our guests, uh, Ari Shafir and Kyle Radke. Uh, go and check them out at AriIsGreat or KyleRadke.com. Uh, this week, uh, myself, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee are going to be at Ottawa at Yuck Yucks. You can find out information at YuckYucks.com or my website, which is ComedyHore.com or uh, Dave's website, which is DaveMartinWorld.com, or Kathleen McGee.
3: On her Facebook,
2: On her she's Facebook. behind the she's times behind and too poor. <laughs> um, anything else you want to push, Dave?
1: Well, I want to push. You want to push some boots? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my Lord. All right, my, my head goes in many different places. Uh, that even that was even come on, Jay, spit it out. Fuck,
2: this is the end. All right, guys, come on.
1: Uh, all right, the uh, there's going to be an East End comedy review show, uh, which is going to be one of the best that we've ever had at the Dominion on Queen in Toronto on July 23rd. It is going to be the Christine Von Hagen birthday show. Oh. On that show, it's going to be uh, Christine Von Hagen, of course. Uh, the headliner is going to be Mr. Derek Edwards. Also on the show is going to be Chris Locke, uh, Kathleen McGee, uh, Fraser Young, and Andrea Rudy. And the host and MC for the evening will be Deborah D'Giumani. So that is going to be an awesome show. It's a I will be giving wow. away tickets. It's on a Friday night. It's going to start at around eight thirty. It's on a Friday night in Toronto, five hundred Queen Street East. If you message me through Facebook, I will arrange for you to get some free tickets. I got a bunch of tickets I can give away. So please message me and come down and check out that show. There are awesome shows at the Dominion on Queen, July twenty third.
2: Uh, and one day I will be uh, funny enough to be on one of those you shows. You have been on one Anyways, uh, that is the show. Uh, until next week, uh, take care of yourselves and goodbye.
1: We didn't thank the uh, producers, uh, Victoria oh, and right. uh, Paul the intern. Well, and did you give out the numbers to contact us at with questions and concerns?
2: Fuck. God, Darren, Fuck. you go away just, for one do week. Do now. Week. Do it now. 1 XM Laugh. Or uh, laughattack at xmradio.ca for email. I want to thank Paul, the intern, and Victoria, our producer, like always, where I have to be reminded to thank them because I just assume that we always thank them anyway. We're very grateful. We're very grateful. Goodbye.
1: Thank you. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night.
0: I smile and wave. I smile and wave.